Hello you and welcome to season three, episode 22 of Stay at Homer, the podcast where two British men re-watch and review every episode of The Simpsons from the start. Uh, you shall know me as Andrew Lowe. And you shall know I as Tim Tucker. <laughs> that sounded quite ominous. And today we've reached season five, episode nine of The Simpsons, yes. which is called The Last Temptation of Homer. Um, so before we attempt our erudite but frankly unprofessional review of the episode Tim what's been going on what's happening there's a lot happening which you rarely know about so I don't know why I ask you you should be asking me really every week but yeah can I can I fling that back at you for some for some facts you know let's be quick it's been a momentous week because world leaders have been gathering in Glasgow haven't they at the um the COP26 conference to uh do something about climate change this is my understanding. Um, COP has nothing to do with police, is it? It stands for Conference of the Parties, and so yeah, all the all the um, the main leaders of the world are snapping into action. About thirty years too late, but they you know they're doing something. How did it end up? Are we saved, or um, well, are we still? In it's peril? still going. It's two weeks of it. Jesus, you know. So blimey. Yeah, I mean, I've been to conferences, and t- two days is enough for me. I'm sort of drifting off after a couple of hours sometimes, but so two weeks. But a couple of key voices stood out for me. Firebrand activist Greta Thunberg. I'm assuming even you've heard of her. Yeah, she's a she's a hero to my son actually. Yeah, is she? All right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he loves he loves yeah he loves her message. She basically said, "Well, the politicians are all liars and they're just pretending to take climate change seriously, and they should all just you know piss off and let let her do it or something." So yeah, you know she's put like a, a nice positive <laughs> spin on the whole spin thing. On it. And yeah. I also saw that the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, he compared the mm. lack of action on climate change to genocide. He said, <laughs> he said, I'm not sure there's grades of genocide, but there is width of genocide, and this will be genocide indirectly by negligence. So basically, powerful words. Mm. Powerful words. Genocide is bad. And arbitrarily killing lots of people shouldn't be allowed because that's God's job, isn't it? So apparently mm. that's that's what the Archbishop of Canterbury thinks. But let's not get bogged down, Tim, in impending extinction. Um, <laughs> but not on a comedy show. It's just not the place for it, is it? Not the time or place for it. <laughs> no. Sorry to have brought it up. It, you know, but am I am I fully up to speed now on what what I need to know about the world? Do you think? Or is I there think more? so. I think that's pretty it. Coronavirus, COVID, yeah. still still knocking about. Uh, you know, we're still. You will. I should. I should say no. You will let me know if, like, uh, an asteroid is hurtling towards the Earth, and we only have a few hours to live, yeah. won't you? Because I'm drop, not sure I'll know. I'll pop yeah. over a, a WhatsApp if that's happening. Yeah, I won't, I won't <laughs> wait until we record this podcast before letting you know about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, but now there's probably quite a few people out there now, Tim, listening and thinking to themselves, "I wish I could contribute something to this podcast. Yeah. I love this podcast, you know, but." I just wish yeah. I could sort of maybe put maybe make a comment on the the content of an episode mm. or you know just a a general point about my love for the Simpsons but I just don't know how to do it. Do you know what I mean? How like, can they? How well, can they Andrew? The good news is that you can do it in a number of ways and it only takes mm. uh, a minute or so of your precious but ultimately pointless life. Um <laughs> To email us, you can email us at stayathomerpod at gmail.com. You can tweet us yeah. at stayathomerpod, 
and you can go to our cyberspace homepage at www.geocities.com slash stay at homer. That's www.geocities.com. I hate it when people do that, don't you? They say www. Yes, we fucking Can, can I point out that you're that. joking? Because is it possible that people are leaving comments on some obscure? <laughs> it could be, yeah. There might be a load of uh, um, comments on friendster.com. Um, yeah. People taking my uh, running gag of defunct social media <laughs> seriously. And, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So I just want to. I feel the need to say that is a joke and we are not on that place, but but most yeah. of the other things are true. That I once says. saw, when the, yeah. when the internet started in the mid-90s, it really kicked off, I once saw people were doing those things called home pages, weren't they? My home page. It's quite oh, a quaint yeah. idea. Yeah. And people going, oh, it's me. Yeah. I like things. This is what I like. And the yeah. best one I ever saw of those was a genuine, this is totally genuine, it was just someone's home page and it said, I like golf and, t- and tits. <laughs> <laughs> in massive letters <laughs> flashing in the middle of the page uh, honestly that was a home page do, do you think they, they found the right partner I, I just wonder yeah. whether that, that ever led anywhere well someone who <laughs> likes golf and has got really nice you know, tits I think that's probably what they wanted isn't it let's hope they got what they yeah. wanted or maybe somebody else who likes tits who's happy to talk with them about it yeah um, exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they find a kindred spirit of sort of um, yeah. kindred tit fancier and um, golf playing tip fancier, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, how did we get here again? <laughs> golf playing tip fanciers. Uh, we've we've covered genocide, the impending extinction of the human race, and tits in yeah. five minutes. So where else Not would bad. you get that? What other podcasts would you get that on? So should we get on with the Simpsons? Shall we move on? Yeah, season five, episode nine, That's called right. "The Last Temptation of Homer," written by Frank Muller. I think that's how you say it. Mueller, Mueller, um, and directed by Carlos Beza, and originally aired the day before my 28th birthday. Oh, really? So I'll leave listeners to, to work out both the date of that and my birthday somehow. I have to look that up. But right. that's a little tease, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Opens with one of Bart's greatest pranks. Oh, yeah. Painting parking spaces one foot narrower. I think when I first saw this episode, uh, I was like, yeah, that's brilliant. But now, with my sort of dulled adult mind... I'm thinking, hmm, how did he get rid of the original parking spaces? <laughs> uh, and maybe, maybe there weren't any, because yeah. uh, that's that's one option. That's okay, yeah, but, I'll yeah. take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, because otherwise he would have had to paint over, though. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. It's a bit elaborate, yeah. But it's pretty good. So he yeah. paints the spaces too narrow, doesn't he? That's the gag. It's in the school Yeah, foot narrow, so, yeah. So it, to the untrained eye, it looks, it looks the same, but when you part, you end up jammed in. <laughs> I love I love Milhouse's response. Who's with him? He says, "I fear to watch, yet I cannot turn away." Yeah, I love that. Um, it's a great double gag. This because because the people are so stupid that they just carry on parking, even though everyone else can't get out of their cars. And um, and I love the fact that they um, the people are screaming, going, "I'm trapped! I can't get out!" Someone goes, "I can't breathe!" And um, he just said, "Well, just reverse out." There's a nice exchange between Skinner and Mrs. Crabapple, though. Oh yeah. Why why don't you go and tell your mama about it? Yeah. Which is appropriate for Skinner, isn't it? <laughs> and his response is great. He says, "Don't worry, she'll hear about this." <laughs> <laughs> he takes it he takes it literally, yeah. But but in the classroom, yeah. Mrs. Crabapple uh basically says, "Okay, she's not going to it's a democracy. I'm not going to sort of assume who did it, but Bart is going to be called on first for every question." Yeah. 
which a bit unfair. But we see Martin, don't we, Martin? Well, it's a good, yeah, camera pan, isn't it? A camera pan around the classroom and yeah. then you see Martin. <laughs> He's holding his hand up. <laughs> yeah, we all know that student. We all know that classmate, don't we, from school days. And oh, yeah. Just always. He says, damn your feeble brain. He says, damn your feeble brain. I've used that, definitely used that before. <laughs> yeah, that, nice, that, really, yeah. that really sticks in the mind. But it turns out it's, and this is a bit uncannon, isn't it? Bart has, the reason he may be, you know, slower in the classroom is that he has poor eyesight. Yeah. It's a new one. Doesn't get mentioned again or before this, uh, but we'll go with it. He has an inexplicable bout of talking in Cockney, which occasionally Bart does. It ain't me noggin, it's me peepers. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't really land with British people, that does it? Because you just go, not at all. Whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a Cockney. No, it sounds more <laughs> like an Australian all. person. It yes. ain't me noggin, it's my peepers. But then a great scene in the nuclear power plant <laughs> where Homer, who, let's remind ourselves, Homer, the, what is he, the head of... The safety of, inspector. Yeah, the safety inspector. Yeah. Plays a practical joke <laughs> on somebody handling nuclear material, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not very responsible, that is it? He's got Lenny and Carl, and I think it's Charlie, the other guy with him. And he goes, watch this, guys. And he basically gets the sort of move robotic arm to pinch the guy on the butt. Yeah. <laughs> Making yeah. him drop the material. And ba- I think he dies, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it sort of fills with radioactive gas or something. Yeah. And he's going, oh, yeah. get me out. And they, But they, they don't say, right, save him. They go, don't worry, the safety glass will protect us. <laughs> But then the gas comes through, and of course we get a, a sort of a let's get out of here, don't we? They run. Yeah. Run, we'll hide yeah. in my house, says Lenny, I think. Then they yeah. see the emergency, ex- the emergency exit is painted on. And um, yeah. wonderfully, I think this is such a great meta gag when you see yeah. the other guy talking to Mr. Burns, and he says, I won't bore you with the details of our miraculous escape. Yes. <laughs> That's great. The writers couldn't be asked to kind of think of anything. Well, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Because I was torn between thinking uh, that's a bit of an easy out, but at the same time, it's a good meta gag, as you say. Yeah. I think if they will come to our scores at the end, but I think they rely a little bit on easy gags in this episode. But this is the yeah. first one, and I think we can get away with it because it is a funny meta gag, yeah. Because obviously, yeah. we want to know, don't we? <laughs> we I agree with you, and I think we'll get on to this later. But yeah. I agree with you. But I think this is this is my ver- the version of Homer that I I really like. Uh, it sort yes, of mitigates right. that for me, but anyway. We'll, okay, we'll that's interesting. Anyway. Yeah, I like. Isn't I, I believe his name's Charlie. This guy. Okay. I don't think we've ever seen him before. We're not going to see him again because he gets sent up a tube. Yeah. That that lands him in this very strange scenario, doesn't it? In a in a sort of Indian restaurant in India, dancing on a table. Yeah, because uh, he complains to Mr. Burns and he he tells Smithers to throw a, a book at him or something, but then yeah. he presses <laughs> the button. And a tube descends from the ceiling, sucks him through it. He disappears. Um, I love that Burns says, where does that tube go? And Smithers says, I'm not sure it's here when we moved in, which is really disturbing. But it does seem like something that Burns would have installed. But um, yeah, yeah, he he ends up dancing on this table and there's some weird sort of palace somewhere. And um, I love the fact that there's a callback to that tube as well a little bit, a bit soon in the episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. But um, yeah. we'll come to that one. But yeah, it's, it's, I just I, I, I did laugh at, at him dancing. It just seems so. And yeah. There's you know there's a lot about this episode that's quite surreal, isn't there? They've gone in that place that we first mentioned in the monorail episode, I think, where yeah. Yeah. they get away with you know uh, fantasy stuff more than in any other episode. I think in this one, this always you? this always sticks in my mind. This thing that Matt Groening said he wanted it to be grounded in reality, 
Um, that was yeah. a key thing for him. And I think it is quite interesting now that Matt Groening is clearly um, le- you know, less hands-on, isn't he, at this point yeah. in the show. He's, uh, yeah. I-, I imagine... You know, so isn't this the time of maybe future armors on the on the cards, and he's working on that? Right, I wonder. Yeah, yeah, probably but must be by now. I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Matt Groening is handing this over to the other people, which suggests mm. why maybe it's become a little bit more fanciful. Some of the some of the gags and situations. Yeah, and I like that about it. But it, it, yeah, this episode is po- possibly goes a little too far. Again, we'll we'll save it for the assessment. Yeah. His little dance is quite good, though, isn't it? He does improvise his dance well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it leaves it leaves Smithers and Burns needing a new dangerous emissions supervisor, um, which which Burns is keen to get someone cheap, isn't he? This is quite topical, Tim, isn't it? Really, you know, with the COP twenty six business. That's that's why I mentioned it at the beginning. I'm hoping you haven't cut it <laughs> in the edit. That's right. It hasn't been cut. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, his little exchange with Zootroy. I was mainly distracted by the fact that they, they didn't carry on with Tibor, and now we've got a new person. Yeah, that, that annoyed T-Ball me. Tibor would have worked. Yeah. I think Tibor had been promoted in, a, in an earlier episode. <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, he was promoted above Homer, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they've just shipped in this new guy, this new guy Zootroy. Um, I do like yeah. him, though. I like Zootroy, he's good. <laughs> I like his moustache and his sort of slightly... Like anxious expression. It's a work hard, yeah. and each day you'll get a shiny penny. <laughs> and yeah, they all, and then the illegal alien department of labour people abseil in, and um... yeah, yeah, <laughs> quite a dramatic entrance. Yeah, because yes. they they say there's a Brazilian soccer team working in the nuclear yeah. reaction core, which <laughs> which um, prompts Burns to say, "Well, they landed the, that plane landed on my property, yeah. <laughs> which is great." He's such a so, cheapskate, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, he's got yeah. lots of money, but he's still trying to yeah. sort of save money by. Employing yeah. illegal immigrants. Yeah, so he says, look, um, we've got to reverse your sexist hiring policy. So you need to bring in a woman. So we started we started that with um, Homer playing the prank uh, and then the emergency exit being false and then complaining about the emergency exit because it's not safe. Um, and now sort of employment policy... Um, it's a bit loose for me, that. It's a little bit loose, don't you think? Yeah. It just about hangs together, but it's not as kind of connected as previous sort of the way they do this with themes in previous episodes. Just about gets there. Yeah, yeah, and certainly the B plot doesn't connect to the A plot very well because we we cut to Bart, yeah. who's it turns out has got a lazy eye, but he goes through a series of tests now, which show he's also got dry scalp, fallen arches, a dry throat. Mm-hmm. So he ends up basically a nerd. With with a kind of Jerry Lewis axe, uh, voice, doesn't he? I'm really sorry to say to him, I'm not that bothered about this. You know, mm. I'm not. I'm not that. It doesn't really do it for me. It's sort of the whole what, the, the B plot or the, yeah. the episode. Yeah, the B plot. Yeah, there's one good moment that comes of it, which we'll come to. I think um, one good laugh I got, but yeah. Um, oh, I know the one. You, I, know I, you I, I know what you mean. It's it's kind of weak, and it it could have been in any episode, really. It's not it's not particularly right for this episode. I, I think, think the problem with it um, is the the a plot is so strong for me. That, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, there's such a sort of maturity to the a plot, and that this yeah. it's almost like a little sort of side dish. It's just have been mm. it's just have been sitting there for a bit too long. Yeah. Anyway, this is the bit that gets the um the the call back to the the tube, doesn't it? Where yeah. Doctor Hibbert has one for people without insurance. <laughs> it's sort of half low, is it? It's really disturbing, <laughs> sort of netherworld where 
people get keep getting sent to sent away to this sort of <laughs> it's this kind of underground economy. So we got we get back to Lenny and Carl and Homer having a chat about this hiring the woman. Lenny's disturbed because it means he won't be able to spit on the floor anymore. Then we get Carl saying, "Oh, I, I can't take my pants off when it's hot." Yeah. That's a, <laughs> sorry. That's quite a nice British American confusion moment, isn't it? Where it is, yeah. Pants, obviously, in America, is trousers in the UK. So yeah. taking your pants off to British people is taking your underwear yes. off. It's much um, more lewd. Your underpants. Yeah. So that's mm. implying there's a woman. It's got really mm. hot, so he's got to take his underpants off, which is mm. uh, it totally changes the nature of the gag. <laughs> it does a bit, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So and then and but then I... um, doesn't Homer say we and we won't be able to pee in the drinking fountain? Yeah, which is a lovely, <laughs> good payoff. Yeah. <laughs> Not it's that a great I ever one. Did, I mean, it? yeah, because yeah, they they look at him really dubiously, <laughs> don't they? It's a, it's a really great exchange there. <laughs> Homer, obviously, yeah. uh, and why is the other question? Why exactly, would you yeah. pee in the drinking? <laughs> But yeah, and then of course we get the arrival of Mindy Simmons, who yeah. um, Homer falls basically instantly in love with, Thunderbolt style, yeah. doesn't he? Um, can't quite understand what's going on as he turns to to behold Mindy. Mm. <laughs> he runs out, and we get uh, a nice classical reference here, don't we, Tim? The um, the Boscelli, the birth of Venus. Oh yes, it's a quite a nice little sort of merge into you know he sees her as a naked this... chick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and the reason uh, the reason he gives himself for his disturbing reaction is that he probably shouldn't have eaten that powdered gravy that he found mm. in the parking lot. That's worse than the foot long was it the sandwich yes. that he keeps eating when it's all even it's clearly rotted. That's right. But yeah, powdered gravy is grim, isn't it? Jesus. He would find I'm a packet of powdered gravy and go, "Oh, I love that." Yeah. And just mm, powdered gravy. It, yeah, tip it into your mouth or eat it like that. It's hideous. This is the bit where I laughed. Where we're Bart into school and we get the the uh, what are the the twins called the two girl twins. I forget. Sherry what and Terry. Are, but yeah, Sherry and Terry. Yeah, they say oh, four eyes. Mm. Uh, Nelson has a really poor for him poor go with yeah nice shoes uh, <laughs> two, two feet. feet. <laughs> <laughs> and even even his little laugh is sort of tempered a bit. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Martin says. Uh, very Martin line. Your appearance is comical to me. <laughs> That's what I loved. <laughs> well, because he's he's no longer the the sort of bottom of the Larang nerd, is he? Yeah, and yeah. and second, he gets a really good sort of <laughs> gets a really good line. Yeah. I laughed at when Bot says I'm a nerd, and then Millhouse sees a reflection of himself in the big glasses. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. am I. That's a lovely sort of moment of joint moments of realization. <laughs> Back to Homer, he's leaving work with uh, another box of stolen pens, which he throws in the back of the car. But he sees Mindy. Mindy's riding off on a motorcycle, which right. um, I think just drives another nail into his heart, doesn't it? So mm. he ends up driving backwards, inexplicably backwards into a <laughs> trout hatchery. This does make me laugh, actually. I really enjoyed this bit. Where yeah. he's saying, no, I'm okay. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't go crazy seeing her. No hallucinations or fantasy. But then he's happily driving backwards, and then he lands in the sort of some kind of birthing pool of the trout farm, and all the trout pop up out of the water, singing "Homer loves Mindy, Homer loves Mindy." It is quite a disturbing hallucination. <laughs> so he tries to have a chat with Lenny and Carl about it, and he goes, "So, yeah. what do you guys think of her?" And they're like, "Homer, you don't usually talk during coffee break. You usually <laughs> go into the bathroom with your donuts." <laughs> yeah, into the bathroom with the donuts. That's great. <laughs> 
But then they try to change the subject, and it's one of my favourite lines it's a great of the line, whole show. Because yeah. uh, they, they sort of move on from Mindy, don't they? I can't remember what they say. Oh, yeah, any, anyone see the game last night? They go, yeah, anyone see the game? And he goes, yeah, Mindy seems real nice. Um, <laughs> it's a great, it's a really good depiction of somebody who's just being ruled by their hormones. Obsessed, isn't it? yeah. Really, you know, because that's yeah. what it's like when you when you fall in love with somebody, when you, you know, you're... Or your infatuation, your physiology yeah. is yeah. taking over, isn't it? Because it's yeah. got to get... Yeah, you know, you, it's got to get that to, to that reproduction mm. <laughs> phase. Like you're yeah. you're basically a slave to your hormones for good reason. That's why to keep the species going. So he's yeah. so Homer is sort of um, going. Yeah, she seems really nice. He's completely love struck. Yeah, um, and they go. Hey, you're talking during the coffee break. What's the matter with you? Um, and they say, Yeah, usually you just take the box of donuts into the bathroom. And this is where Homer just has this kind of brilliant yeah. line where he just says out of nowhere. Mindy has a motorcycle. It's a great line because I love the animation as well. I love the fact that he's he looks really happy mm. with himself. Mindy has a motorcycle. <laughs> he's just sort of, yeah, really, really pleased at that detail. Oh. And he's not listening to them. He's just in this little reverie. We haven't mentioned Mindy who's does the voice. Of course. Yeah, Michelle and, Pfeiffer. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. She's great in it, don't you think? She is fantastic, yeah. And um, I do like the fact that Apparently, all the writers, Tim, turned up to watch Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. record her lines. Um, <laughs> really? I can't imagine that that happened with Ernest Borgny, shall we no. say? <laughs> that does yeah. sound a little bit obvious. Yeah, it's a little bit um, intrusive, yeah. isn't it? Have as a little well. lecture, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's a bit of everyday sexism for you, isn't it? Which is yeah. a bit ironic, given that she's playing a character who's brought in because of sexist policies. But yes. we'll, uh, we'll, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we've definitely got that Homer's infatuated. I mean, to his credit, he is fighting it, as we'll see. He's not He's not sort of running into her arms, as it were. But um, meanwhile, yeah. Bart gets beaten up at school for learning on his own, which uh, which yeah. backfires because his book, books fall on him. Um, he's having a bad time. And Homer goes to Moe's. This is a bit, this is a bit that always makes me laugh. Where yeah. he's trying to get some advice from Mo, yeah, as you say, and he says, <laughs> "I've got this friend um, named." So all he's got to do, remember, is think of a relatively plausible name because it's him. Yeah. He's talking about him getting advice for yeah. himself, and I mean, he doesn't really need to name it, name him at all. He just says, "I've got a friend," but he yeah. decides to name him, and he says he's named Joey Jojo Junior Shabadoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even Mo says that's the worst thing I've ever heard, you know. Um, yeah. But then a guy at the end of the bar overhears that <laughs> and runs out sobbing. And he goes, goodbye, Joey Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's a nice meta moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good guy. <laughs> and then Barney becomes all articulate, doesn't he? He says, talk to the woman and you'll realise you have nothing in common, you know, yeah. in the way he speaks, which is... Always a bit weird coming from Barney. And they're like, it's just written from? on a bar like, napkin, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. And then he thinks, okay, I'll do what Barney suggested. I'll try talking to her to find out that she's nothing like me. But we cut to her eating a donut, and as he approaches, she says, "Can't talk eating." Yeah, which is perfect. But it's well, it's well constructed. All this, this plot, I think, the whole side of this, because it's just all about. It's about tempting him, and he, you know, it's about his testing his faith isn't it really in, in Marge in his marriage I think it's done really well I think it's really a really interesting insight into that and it's really quite realistic and, and you know you don't 
it's very difficult to turn that off if you did encounter somebody that seemed to be a bit of a kindred spirit like that and you fancy them and you it's quite even though whatever your domestic situation yeah. is you know you, you're going to have to find a way to either ignore it deal with it you know what i mean avoid it you've got to do something mm. and it's good that they visited it on yeah. homer who is a little bit on the sybaritic side isn't it you know he sort of seeks his pleasure <laughs> like he's, he has he has trouble <laughs> yeah. denying himself pleasure shall we say uh, apparently she, you know, she does yeah. the ah um, thing that he does. She did that by gargling with water and broccoli to get the right sound, Michelle Pfeiffer. That's that's proper yeah. acting, isn't it? I wouldn't have used broccoli though. I think I'd have used a bit, maybe a bit of water. I don't know what the broccoli's. Why the, she's popped a bit of broccoli in there as well? That's quite odd. Yeah, it turns out she loves what he loves: drinking beer, watching TV. She says, "I'm going to love working with you." I don't, I don't know why she's not bigger and bolder and fatter, <laughs> given that she shares all of his traits. <laughs> I like that he sort of. When she goes, oh, I'm just going to sneak in a quick nap before lunch. He's like, oh, foul temptress. Yes, that's right. <laughs> then they get up, they get in the same elevator, which uh, presents mm. a problem. Because he, he thinks, right, okay, think unsexy thoughts. And he, he pictures Patty and Selma shaving. Um, then he pictures Barney in a swimsuit <laughs> just to, you know, really take the edge off. But then that turns into Mindy. Uh, and here's a good revelation, because just as uh, he sort of snaps out of it, we hear her muttering, oh, yeah. think unsexy thoughts. Yeah. So it's a turning point, isn't it? Because we now realise that it's not just him fancying her. Yeah, that's really nice, him actually. Because it's important that they get so much right about this. It's important that she mm. isn't some sort of vampy, you know, kind of um, yeah. obvious sort of temptress in that respect. Cougar. Or, yeah. yeah, cougar, a cartoonish <laughs> way. Um, and it's sort of a callback to the Lily Lumpkin um, Colonel Homer episode, yeah. where she mm. um, she fancied him, didn't she? And he yeah. he wasn't reading the signs. But here, that's right. Yeah, it's much more ramped up in the fact that they're both yeah. just clearly sort of soulmates, and they're they're destined to come together, mm -hmm. shall we say. Sets up a lot of jeopardy, doesn't it? It does, and it also shows that both of them are trying to resist it. They're, they're, neither of them are trying to make this happen. They're just yeah. fighting, they're fighting um, what is a, a natural attraction. So I, I like that side of this story, actually, because yeah. it gives it more drama, um, uh, distinguishes it from other episodes yeah. that we've had like that. And brilliantly, I love the way they just double down on that, because when he goes home, yeah. and Marge has got like a fluey sort of cold... So she's slightly yeah. off, off yellow colour. <laughs> and um, <laughs> with drooping eyelids, yeah, blowing yeah. her nose and stuff like that. And um, mm. there's just nothing attractive about that, is there? Anyway, <laughs> whatsoever. Mm. The, you know, and then like, Bart comes in as a nerd with yeah, with yeah. like scalp oil on his with head, his greasy and, hair. Yeah. So they do at least sort of um, just slip that into the main plot briefly. Yeah, um, and then Lisa has made some fish sticks but burned them and yeah. um so yeah there's a kind of and then grandpa runs past with the dog going that raccoon stole my lamp chop so his <laughs> his domestic world um yeah is obviously isn't rosy it's yeah. a bit alienating mm. for him isn't it which is a bad yeah a bad kind yeah. of uh thing to happen at this particular time when he's being tempted by this this new kind of possibility at work so i like it here because it's it's kind of fun and realistic but it does get absurd how well how forcefully the plot pushes them together do you know what i mean yeah i think it yeah, gets yeah. a little bit yeah um we'll get to that in a minute but i like this bit and then 
Yeah, and then Marge gives him a T-shirt with her face on it, but it got smeared, so it's a, like a horrible picture of her face, isn't it? It'll yeah, that's important because uh... we get a callback to that later, which is quite, quite yeah. well done. No, but, I, li- um, I liked all that. That was good, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, but then, then he gets the TV show, doesn't he? I love this, yeah. And Hail to the Cheat is um, a documentary, I think, that... Uh, <laughs> what that is? Brockman's... It's again Ken Brockman <laughs> saying, we're going to look at the secret affairs of Kennedy, Eisenhower, Bush and Clinton, and... Um, he says, did fooling around on their wives make them great? We'll find out when we play. Yeah. Hail to the cheats. There's a kind of cartoonish <laughs> picture. It's like chasing a woman. And um, yeah. it's just unconscionable. Like, there's no... There's clearly... To make that connection is terrible. It's, a, it's so spurious. Yeah. And then... Absolutely. Again, The Simpsons does this really well where, you know, like mm-hmm. ironic... Ironic sort of um, references. Like, usually yeah. where... Yeah. Where characters call in like some sort of phone line, and the song that's played is is ironically referential to their situation. Yeah. And, um, that's right. Yeah. This is similar, where he's all, all on his mind as he's trying to take his mind off the idea of cheating on his wife or being tempted by this woman. So we get this Ion Springfield thing about why sort of big powerful men cheating on their wives. Maybe that's what made them good. And then he's like, "Oh, I don't need that." And then. Uh, we get this fabulous like uh, wildlife documentary talking about the Burmese melon fly, where it has um, many, many sex partners and suffers no guilt. And he's like, oh, no. Then on the other <laughs> channel, there's a brilliant, um, <laughs> my favourite yeah, one. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. There's an advert <laughs> of like lots of women working out in a gym, like heaving breasts and arses shaking. And, yeah, buttocks and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Going, just do it. And then in a sexy woman voice. And then um, he, by this time he's run off, but he doesn't get to see yeah. the payoff line, which is <laughs> examine your scalp for ringworm. <laughs> Homer runs off to a phone box. We might have to explain to our younger listeners what a phone box is. Ah. Um, before mobile phones, there were boxes on the street where you went out and made phone calls. Yeah, and, and some of them you heard. could go back in time, couldn't you? Yeah, that's right. Some of them did have time-travelling capabilities, yeah. yeah. Then the government took them away. Also, Superman would change in some of them yeah. as well, wouldn't he? That was, that was one of his favourite things to do. You could have a Wii in there, couldn't you, as well, if you were desperate? Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, they were just right. multifaceted. <laughs> you could actually write loads of stuff on the glass as well with marker pen. Yeah, and if you wanted to um, market your professional prostitution services exactly, you can yeah. fill them with cards yeah <laughs> but um, now all that fun is gone isn't it that particular <laughs> avenue of pleasure right. has been closed off but um but yeah so he meets he he tries to call um what who's he calling is he calling the helpline or some help the marital line? stress oh, the yeah. marital stress hotline yeah that's right but... <laughs> well he gets ned doesn't he he says let's conference you with marge so that, that's not going to work <laughs> So, yeah, he hangs up on that. The box falls over and he gets his guardian angel, who starts off as our Isaac Newton. But obviously Homer wouldn't be able to relate to Isaac Newton, yeah. So <laughs> it changes to uh, a character called Colonel Clink. Is uh, a character yeah. in Hogan's Heroes. Is that right? Yes. It's actually the um, the same actor, isn't it? Who played uh, plays the voice. Uh, uh, the, yeah, like Ver- Werner Klemperer, yeah. 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 And he... So he, he's good sport coming back and doing it. But again... Yeah, you know, way over my head as someone who yeah, never exactly. saw this show. <laughs> like it's no. totally generationally beyond me and culturally. I quite like the character though, don't you? I think he's quite like not knowing him is almost funnier than knowing him in yeah. some weird way because it's like this kind of monocled 
German sort of it sounds a bit like irascible dad's, figure. No, not dad's army. Yeah. Porridge. It sounds a bit like porridge where you've got the kind of officious officer and um Yeah. They're all yeah. trying to get one over on him. And that's what that's my feeling. You know, this is not it's a POW camp. So the POWs are the heroes. He sounds like a but anyway, if someone at home would know, he'd re- he relates to him. Well, what's funny is that Homer totally doesn't get that it's a, it's a, like an illusion because he's like, oh, did you get my letters? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's like, I'm not actually Colonel Kling. He's trying to get through to me. <laughs> yeah. It tries to do a bit of a sort of Christmas Carol, It's a Wonderful Life yes. type thing, doesn't it? Where it's showing, showing Homer what his life would be like if he ended up with Mindy instead of Marge. Yeah. Um, and it looks perfect, doesn't it? It looks like a really good life. Yeah, he's playing tennis, going with her, going. I'm so happy, you know, living in a big mansion. I like the fact they're English yeah. as well. They're going. I'm so happy, darling. Are you happy? Yes. Yeah. They. It's all very. They got a butler. Got a butler, yeah. Jeeves. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Then he goes. Okay, forget that. Let's see what life's like for Marge. <laughs> and this is a really good subtle gag that I didn't really get at the time, but it made me laugh this time, where he he flies over the White House, you know the. Mm one of the most famous buildings in the world. Um, mm. And Homer says, Marge lives here, which I think <laughs> is a really subtle gag. But he, yeah, it's good, yeah. He, he just thinks know what it it's is, a really yeah. big, posh house. He doesn't know, he hasn't put the link together that she's the president. <laughs> yeah. So what I think it's really good the way that they basically just ramp this up for comic effect, don't they? They just put everything yeah. possible mm. in place to, to tempt Homer, to push him towards Mindy and away from Marge. Um, including... That's right, yeah. Including a little vision that it would it would help Marge as well. It would benefit Marge's life if he if he yeah. left her for Mindy. So everything no, is point. tipping yeah, him towards towards yeah. straying, isn't it? Um, and it and it yeah. keeps going that way. Yeah. Uh, we've got to mention a brief appearance of Lionel Hutz, who oh, demands yeah. Homer gets out of his office, which yeah. is the, the, the phone, phone booth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. like that they because they they only can do that because we know we're Simpsons fans, right? I, they really I like that they put things in for the fans who know who Lionel Hutz is, and you know that. That's I think great. Lionel Hutz might be my fourth favorite character to him behind um, oh, Homer Burns, yeah. Mo, and uh, then probably Lionel Hutz in it. <laughs> oh, that's a good. That's a good call. He's definitely yeah. top five. Yeah, I just, yeah, he always brings me joy. You know. Yeah. He did. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some great moments, haven't we? With him I'm not wearing a tie at all. Yes. Okay. <laughs> We're getting bogged down. So Bart, Bart's getting beaten up, um, yeah. he, uh, and then he gets grabbed by Martin Prince and taken to the secret nerd room, the refuge yeah. of the damned. Yeah, I like this. It's a good little gag. <laughs> it's, yeah. like... it's a good throwaway gag, isn't it? But then Homer's so stupid at home. He's he's shaving and getting ready in the bathroom, and he starts singing the tune Mandy with the words Mindy yeah, in. By Barry Mandy written by Barry Manilow. Yeah. 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 And Lisa, of course, is like, judging by your song, you're infatuated by a girl named Mindy. <laughs> so right. she gets it immediately. But then his way out of it is to point behind her and she at first she doesn't fall oh, no. for it. No, 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 no. Tim, doesn't. we get his brain. We get a brain moment where he says, oh, of course why are you singing? Yeah, yeah, and his brain, again, this clever, clever version of him, see, apparently, you know, trapped in his head, <laughs> says, uh, <laughs> tell a lie, tell a lie. Uh, he says, because I have a small role in a Broadway musical. And then... <laughs> It's a bit like that, right, I'm getting out of here. Uh, you, yeah. hear it, you hear his brain running off and the door shutting. This time it goes, yeah. you know, well done, and then just does a slow clap. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> his brain really detests him, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, run, he runs away from Lisa, that's his way out of it. Um, 
And then he writes on his hand some notes mm. to to say to Mindy because he can't seem to control himself with her. So another great rule of notes. three, Tim. Yeah, yeah, here's another rule of three. Yeah. yeah well, see. again, okay. I found this one a little bit contrived, but yeah, yeah do you want to yeah. outline it? Yeah. I quite like it though. He's he's writes on his hand. The the, the thing about mm. it is the gag itself. I know what you mean. It's a bit contrived, but it does make me laugh. But um, but there's a better gag uh, later on. So when he says he writes down on his hand, Mindy, because of our uncontrollable attraction, I think we should avoid each other from now on. Right, which is a very mature way of approaching, of you know, sorting out the problem, isn't it? Um, and then there's we see, Lenny walks past. Yeah, we see yeah. a guy walk past. He's reading on his hand. He's written Max. What I did, I did because of alcohol and anger. And then mm. another guy walks past with an enormous hand. And yeah. Obviously, he's had room to write a lot more on his hand. Yeah. And it says, I'm tired of these jokes about my giant hand. The first such incident occurred in 1956, which again, yeah, it's, it a, goes cheap, on. it's a fairly yeah. cheap gag, but it, it is quite inventive. But um, It is good, yeah, it's inventive, yeah. But a better payoff for me is when he does come to speak to Mindy, he says, I'm sweating like mm. Roger Ebert, which is a bit unkind. Yeah. But then he <laughs> he says, um, his hand, the writing is ran, um, uh, blended into each other on his hand. So, <laughs> but what's, what I really love about this gag is he just carries on reading uh, yes. the sort of warped version of what he can see on his hand. So he says, yeah. uh, use your elf uncontrollably, <laughs> something like that. And um, you hear him, you hear him just carrying on with this kind of nonsense gibberish but instead of going oh it's all right I can't read it properly <laughs> you hear um, you hear the Buddhist chant nam myoho renge kyo amongst his babblings don't you which uh, struck always struck me what? so I don't know how he got to that that's a, a famous Buddhist chant that one uh, I remember learning that chant when I dabbled with uh, with oh, that uh, particular religion for a while yeah anyway uh Burns makes of it. He says to Smithers, look at those two inseparable chums. <laughs> totally mis- misconstruing it. I love I loved the way he adds context to things. Whenever yes, he's just when he's right. always spying and he sort of makes up this little bits of context, which always, yeah. always kind of kicks off a bit of plot, doesn't it? The last one was Homer trying to get the, the lollipop stock on his back. Going, look at that dynamic man. Yeah. Smithers exercising or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, promoting him or something. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And in this one, it's uh, it's the teamwork we'd like to showcase at this year's National Energy Convention. So that's quite deftly handled, I think. Pushing them together that way yeah. uh, is good for the plot, and it works. Um, but Smithers calls them in and says, right, Sim- Simpson and Simmons, so even got very similar names, mm. uh, you'll be spending two nights together at Glamorous Capital City. Mm. Which uh, Mindy responds, wow, the Windy Apple, which is a, a good nickname. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Homer gets Colonel Clink back. Um, Why have you forsaken me? Yeah. He still doesn't get that he's, he's, he's not really Colonel Clink. That's the best gag about the whole thing, that he just kind of yeah. <laughs> is envisioning Colonel Clink, but isn't. So we get, they get to the hotel and um, there's a nice gag about the bed, isn't there? Nice, another rule of threes where Homer talks about what he does with the bed. Because because the the what are they what do they call that guy is it a page boy or something who who sort of insinuates it, it can be used for sexual purposes. It's the porter Tim. Isn't it? Uh, thank you, the porter. There's your king size bed for. <laughs> it's a really good like bunch of things, noises that he does. You sort of suspect he's sort of implying obviously they're going to have lots of sex on the bed, and he's going like <laughs> sort of imitates like a squeaky bed, sort of growling yeah. in, in ecstasy. 
um, panting, yeah. a, and then, and then cat. going yeah. cat going meowing, and then hover hover at the end. This is kind of really extended yeah. sort of um, <laughs> metaphor for well, not metaphor, but it's like extended series of um, mm. sound effects. This you know lewd suggestion. Yeah, you think a hotel porter doing that <laughs> would just be fired immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like that as my ringtone. Actually, I might try to see if I can get yeah. that as my ringtone. But yeah, Homer's yeah. like, stop that! I'm, a, I love my wife and family. The only thing I'm using that bed for is sleeping, eating, yeah. and and maybe building a little fort. That's great. Yeah. That's really. <laughs> That's good. That's a good rule of threes. Yeah, I love that eating is the second thing he, he does in a bed. That's great. I'll have to stop you there, Tim. I'm going to stop you there really briefly because I'm going to find that. Um, I'm going to find that noise because I think we need it on the podcast. <laughs> right, you can, edit, you can edit that in now. I'll edit. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's our ringtone from now on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it turns out both of them are ripping off the shower curtain. So yeah. again, another. Another indication that they are again free stuff again, free shower curtain, free free yeah. shampoo. You know, it's just all Homer's free stuff. The the shampoo and mouthwash you can understand. Ripping off a shower curtain is is you know that's basically theft, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and then Mindy makes a little suggestion saying if it weren't for this wall, we'd be in the same bed, yeah. which is kind of pushing. It's definitely it, on it? the cards, isn't it? Yeah, and then she says, "I've got a wicked idea that could get us into a lot of trouble. Let's call room service." Yeah, it's really well played because you go, oh my God. And he's like, oh, we have to fight a temptation. No, let's do it. Let's call room service. Um, so they call room service and we get probably my favourite moment in the entire episode because it it sort of shines out of a fairly average episode, this moment for me. It's just just a moment of total genius where the fact they've got, they've got cut back to the burns to the power plant and they've got a klaxon that sounds... Yeah, <laughs> when somebody charges room service to the company. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Smithers says, "Oh, someone charges room service to the company," and he goes, "Right, we'll see about that." Fly, my pretties, fly! And he yeah. unleashes <laughs> a group of monkeys from a cage yeah. that appear to have right. sort of um, prosthetic bat wings, wings bat wings, yeah, yeah. attached to them, um, and they all jump out the window, <laughs> just fall to their deaths. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a horrible series of thuds and a car screeching and a <laughs> continue the research he says for like the fact that he's fucking researching he's trying to work out a way to you know to build an army of flying monkeys for some reason <laughs> and obviously it is a reference to Wizard of Oz, but it, it works. You know, it works without being a reference. I think it's such a weird idea for him to, you know, to put pay to people spending on uh, spending his money, isn't it? Is it related to the Jade Monkey term? I wonder. I wonder. That's yeah. a great call. I hadn't even thought yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a maybe he's got they got are some the Jade sort of monkeys. weird experimental thing going on with monkeys. Oh obsession man, with. I hope I hope that thread continues and we discover yeah. a long lost thread that never <laughs> yeah. got picked up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. in in the bed though, Homer and Mindy. Do the lady and the tramp thing, don't they? With a uh, uh, yeah, foot long chili sa- dog. Is it a sandwich or yeah, the foot long chili dog? That's mm. it. Yeah, and they end up kissing, uh, and-, and we hear the sort of disapproving <laughs> murmur of Marge, which turns out to be a 
a hoover in the hall. I like that Mindy says, oh, um, one of the turkeys fell behind the bed. <laughs> How many turkeys have they fucking ordered? <laughs> yeah. We get a little clip back to Bart now, who's who's out of his nerd phase. So yeah. they kind of wrap that up. Um, he kicks off his shoes. I, I, the one nice thing is that one of his shoes goes through Ned's window. <laughs> and <laughs> Ned says, did anyone pray for giant shoes? Yeah. And uh, Todd or Rod says, I did. <laughs> Oakley, Oakley. I like the fact that Ned immediately <laughs> rationalises anything untoward that happens. Yeah. It's something, some sort of God's will. God has God's made intervention. It yeah, yeah, and he's, he tries yeah. to rationalise it in some way. Unlike Nick Cave, he definitely believes in an interventionist, interventionist God, God, doesn't he? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah and he's not even bothered is he okay Oakley Doakley says yeah. uh, that's, that's all he needs it's not like oh wow God's spoken to us you know um, yeah. also why is Todd praying for a, a giant shoes anyway we'll leave that but um, and Nelson says we've been doing a lot of upper body work on Bartlett I, I want to work on his kidneys today which is quite dramatic quite dark yeah um, yeah they end up beating up anyway uh, there's a great Molman moment at the National Energy Convention. Oh, I love the Molman moment. Yeah, the the National and the Energy Convention is fabulous, isn't it? The, uh, where, again, quite topical, you know, because he's sort of, there's loads of these different energy sources and one of them is sustainable energy and that's right. So Molman's in charge of solar energy. It says cheap, clean, hope for tomorrow. Yeah. And then he's like, is this stuff really working? He goes, yeah, it does. Like, Good luck. And just does like a karate chop on his neck. <laughs> and then yeah. like a load of guys, sort of goons, <laughs> draw the curtain. Um, there's some sort of rustling and muttering noises. And then they reveal brilliantly mm. um, a hastily arranged science that says fossil yeah. fuel. <laughs> Use us and nobody gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems a little bit unethical. Yeah. Now, also... I've got to come in here, Tim, because we get um, another bastard moment that I've never heard oh. before. Yeah. The, um, yeah, what, from one of the passers-by, yeah. Yeah, one of the passers-by says to Homer and Mindy, nuclear power plant at their nuclear power plant store, um, thanks for poisoning the planet, bastard. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's strange, isn't it? That, well, I've never heard Finally of getting bastards. them, aren't we? Yeah. I like that, um, did you spot the detail that on the, on the um, counter they've got a cop- copies of his book burns his book will there be a rainbow oh, yeah. which we saw Incredible. in the previous and the, episode and there's I also that, yeah. um, the, the byline for the power plant is as seen on 60 minutes which is it doesn't seem good because like 60 <laughs> minutes is like an expose documentary isn't it and then um, <laughs> and also there's a great picture of um, Burns with um, yeah. smiling Joe Fission on his shoulder yes <laughs> <laughs> trying to that. sort it's of um, yeah trying to kind of anthropomorphise yeah radiation so then it get this is where it gets a little bit contrived, even more so because Homer and Mindy are made queen, king and queen of energy and end up at a romantic dinner at Madame Chow's, the right. sexiest Chinese restaurant in Capital City. I like when he goes, oh, is there any way to get out of this? The guy goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they both, there's a nice touch, they both order a cheeseburger, yeah, don't they? Good. They both say, oh, it's nice of them to make cheeseburgers for us. And the fortune cookies um, at the end say, you'll find happiness with gag. a new love. And we cut to the kitchen. Yeah. And the Chinese, the Chinese uh, guys going, oh, just open. We're out of the new love cookies. Just open the stick with your wife barrel. <laughs> that's a great. Yeah, that's great. I want to show that to anyone who believes in astrology. It's or, a gr- or exactly. It's a great there. cynical yeah. gag, isn't it? It's great. <laughs> yeah. So they have a lovely evening, and then a mm. great, sweet little scene back at the hotel where Homer says, mm. "Oh, we're going to have sex," and he's just really <laughs> upset about it. Like it's something he can't control. 
I like his rationalisation though because uh, he says the cookie told me cookie so. told me so and um, Michelle Pfeiffer I mean great Duncaster Letter and Michelle Pfeiffer are both brilliant here because uh, yeah. she says desserts aren't always right and he goes but they're so sweet yes <laughs> it's just brilliant yeah. <laughs> and um, she's like you don't have to do anything you don't want to still leaving the, the door open and he's like, oh, maybe mm. I want to. But then I think about Marge and the kids. Uh, well, not the boy. He drives me nuts. Sometimes I'd like to... <laughs> she just steps in. <laughs> <laughs> he's starting to strangle him. Yeah. But she That's says, look in your good. heart. I think you'll see what you want, which is the key line, isn't it, in the yeah. episode? It's the key line yeah. that the emotional glue that holds the whole thing together. And then a brilliant mm. cut, uh, Barry White song. He's in, And um, we think that he's, you know, they're getting it on. He's- but then it turns out Marge, to be Marge yeah. is in the room and he's invited Marge. Um, um, yeah. He's, you know, the love of his life. He's made, he's done the right thing, hasn't he? Which is brilliant. They have a little kiss though, don't they? Him and Mindy. They do. They do have a kiss, but it doesn't lead to anything. Quite a chaste kiss. So, yeah. yeah. But brilliant ending. And then the Hubba Hubba, the Hubba Hubba guy pops up again, but in the dark, so you only see his eyes. And it's beautifully animated when he's doing all his bed squeaking. Um, <laughs> Hubba Hubba. <laughs> You just see his eyes change with every one. And then Homer hits him. <laughs> and you just see one eye. And then the other, that eye sort of falls away. Beautifully done. Um, yeah, is. I think it's okay. I'm going to give it a 7.5. Because right. the kind of mm-hmm. the main plot is well handled. And um, performances are great from uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and, her, and uh, Dan Castellaneta. Oh, and so good. Yeah. I really enjoy the fact that they, they deal with it maturely. It's not some sort of, you know... It's kind of a bit like that episode where he dan- he's seen dancing with the woman on the the table in the club in the earlier season. You know, yeah, yeah. That's sort of a kind of a lower level version. But yeah, I like the fact that um, that they, he does the right thing and it and it fits. But it's a little bit that Bart the nerd thing is bolted on a little bit for me, so it sort of drags it down. But yeah, yeah. not bad. I, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Um, I always seem to be slightly more generous than you, but it's what I came in wanting to give it because I I, yeah. I love the story, I love the heart in there, and I just think some of it's a little bit too contrived, and it hasn't got quite as many laughs, especially since we had such a great laughter-filled one in yeah. the last episode. So yeah, yeah, okay. So there, there we go. Sadly, it's time to kick another episode down a steep flight of stone steps, Tim. Um, yes, gather up its <laughs> shattered remains and set fire to it. <laughs> And next time, <laughs> next time we'll be rewatching <laughs> Springfield <laughs> or yes. How I Learned to Love Legalized Gambling, which I think is a good one. Um, yeah, and, definitely. But once again, you can email us at stayathomeapod at gmail.com. You can tweet us at stayathomeapod. If you enjoyed it, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice five star review. I mean, if you didn't enjoy it, that's fine, whatever. You know, we can't yeah. all like the same things. Um, no, but we have received pretty much opinion. universal praise for this, so you know you would be in the minority. Um, You're probably wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, leave, leave a negative review if you like, but you'd be wait, making yourself look stupid and wasting everyone's time. Mm-hmm. But for now, whoever you are, we hope you're well, and wherever you are, we hope you're safe. See you next time. See you next time.